KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. The data intelligence company Morning Consult has released a new report about trust in retail brands and how people's shopping habits have changed over the course of the COVID 19 pandemic. We wanted to dig into this fascinating information, so we caught up with Joanna Piacenza. She is the head of industry intelligence at Morning Consult, also the author of this report. This is really cool stuff. Give a listen. So to start, just to kind of set a baseline for people that that maybe aren't familiar uh, with what you guys are doing, kind of talk about what what you guys were looking for with the with with this data with the people you talk to. Yeah. So we've been measuring trust at Morning Consult kind of all year in a few different key ways. Um, We launched kind of a global landscape report on trust back in the spring. And then we've been doing these kind of industry deep dives into what creates consumer trust, what fosters it and what breaks it. Just because we know that trust is such an important metric for a lot of consumer facing brands. And it really does vary um, industry by industry. So we wanted to release this retail one kind of ahead of back to school season to look at how retailers are building trust with consumers online. Um, and also just looking at how folks shopping habits have changed over the last 15, 16 months. To the point of shopping habits, uh, no surprise that we have seen a significant accelerate acceleration of online shopping as a result of the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. You know, as we were talking about before, um, the pandemic really did just accelerate some of the trends that were out there. And our data truly shows that before the pandemic, 13% of U.S. respondents said that they did most or all of their shopping online. Um, that's nearly doubled. Now it sits at 24%. Um, and I think the thing that's interesting is that we went into the field on this survey uh, just last month. And last month, things were open. Stores were opening back up. You could stop by Target. You could stop by Best Buy. You could stop by all these places. But what's interesting to me is it it seems as if these habits have stuck. These habits that we developed during the pandemic um, have really, really kind of carried on even as places have opened up. Digging into your data, is there a generation or a group where the shift to online has been the the greatest? There has. And I'm I'm actually quite excited about this because I never get to talk about Gen X. No one talks about Gen X. It's the it's the overlooked generation. There's so much, you know, conversation about millennials and Gen Z, um, but it's Gen X. So according to our de- definition, it's those born between 1965 and 1980. They saw the most movement in their online shopping behaviors. They doubled the 11% who said they did most of all most or all of their shopping online before the pandemic to 22% today. Now, keep in mind, 22% is still a lot smaller than the 34% of millennials who said that they now do most or all of their shopping online. But it's still really notable to look at those groups who who had educational barriers or safety barriers to doing more online shopping. And the pandemic really forced people to kind of knock those barriers down. 
was there a group, a generation where there was little movement that either they still went to stores or they had already been high online? You know, not really. Even respondents who live in more rural areas were able to look at urban, suburban, and rural respondents. And, you know, a majority of rural respondents still are going in-store. 60% um, said they're still going in-store for most of their shopping. But 20% of rural respondents said that they're going online to shop. And that's a that's an 8 percentage point increase than pre-pandemic numbers. One of the things I was really interested is we talk about the shift to online and that trend accelerating. Still about a third of consumers say they don't trust retailers that don't have a physical store. I find that fascinating. Yeah. One of the cool things we were able to do with this survey is look at retailers that have just a physical store, uh, retailers that have a physical store and an online presence and retailers that just have an online presence. And trust is is pretty high for kind of those first two buckets I mentioned, right? Retailers that have a physical store, retailers that have both. But trust is a little bit more iffy for retailers with just an online presence. And I think that really speaks to kind of our relationship with digital. We still like going into stores and touching the products that we want to buy. We're still used to that. There are only kind of so many pre-pandemic habits that we can shake or break. And so I still think that there is that, that desire to, to go into a store and because of that, you trust that retailer more. So yes, 34% said um, they have trouble trusting a retailer that just has an online presence. Would that include Amazon? Oh, wow. I mean, such a great question. I feel like Amazon kind of lives in a, lives in an orb of its own, right? <laughs> there should be an, an entire report on Amazon. I should probably write one soon. Um, Amazon's a little bit different. You know, it was one of the most trusted brands. And even though for most Americans, it just has an online presence. You know, I'm thinking of the small storefronts that Amazon has opened across the country. Um, it's just, they trust that, that retailer so much. And I think there's a couple key reasons why one of our trust breakers in the survey was not offering money back guarantees. And that's something that Amazon just understood about its consumer. Um, if they're going to buy products online, they have worked really hard to make that delivery and return process as easy easy as possible. That partnership with UPS where you can walk into any UPS store and hand them an Amazon good, that kind of helps build trust with those consumers with an online only retailer. To the point of the offering money back, offering returns and stuff, when you're talking about trust, and I'll get into the specifics of the most trusted brands in a second, what are some other things people are looking for in companies or in brands they trust? You know, protecting user data is up there for almost every report that we've written about trust. Um, and I think four or five years ago, that wouldn't necessarily be the case, especially with this shift to more online shopping as we spend more and more of our lives online. There's more of an awareness for what... <laughs> Where is my data going? Um, what are consumer-facing brands and companies? What are they doing with it? Um, so protecting user data was a top trust driver 
for consumers who are looking to shop online. And we saw that in previous reports, such as financial services and travel and hospitality. So my kind of best guidance for brands who, um, you know, are looking to kind of capture more consumers, really, really start investing in that software to protect that user data. Now, when it comes to the brands that people trust most, um, I found it fascinating at first, but then when I reversed engineered (laughs) it, it made a ton of sense. Uh, if you're running a home improvement slash hardware store and you're not on this list, you're really doing something wrong because it's littered <laughs> with Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace Hardware are among the top five. And I found that fa- I I raised my eyebrow at that. But then I thought about the last year and a half. People have really gotten into gardening. People are fixing up their house. People have had to, you know, redo a room to turn it into an office. So these are places they've had multiple contacts and probably have had to return stuff. And if these companies have answered the bell, I would imagine that trust is really accelerated. Yeah, exactly. You're you're answering you're answering your own question for me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> So remember this, folks were sitting at home for long periods of time in 2020, right? Staring at those home improvement projects they have been putting off for months um, or wanting to kind of start gardening or doing these outdoor leisure activities. Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace Hardware, they were able to provide those goods. We saw that kind of in those brands' earnings reports earlier this year. Home Depot easily beat estimates, so did Lowe's. But I think it's important to remember here that these home improvement brands, they were boosted by the pandemic. You know, I would say that uh, that, uh, they benefited overall from this pandemic in terms of consumers spending money at their stores, but they're not necessarily at the top because of it. They've spent years successfully building trust in some of the key drivers that we tested in this report. Can you just explain the rankings for the trusted brands? And I mentioned uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, and Ace Hardware in the top five. Uh, the other two in the top five, and correct me if I'm wrong, were Amazon and Target. How do they get in order? How do you, What is the criteria you guys use to put them in, in order? Yep, a great question. So all of our rankings are based on net trust. That equation looks like the share who say that they trust a brand minus the share who say that they distrust a brand. There's still a share of folks that have no opinion on it. You know, maybe if you've never interacted with Home Depot, you don't have an opinion. So we don't incorporate those folks' responses into this ranking. They're kind of left to the side. So these are folks that have an opinion on these brands. And we kind of create this net calculation of trust minus distrust. And it's interesting looking at this list, and if you go deeper onto the list, there are places like Dollar Tree, Dollar General that are trusted, and Mm -hmm. also Whole Foods. And it's interesting to me that we're kind of across the spectrum of what the the places offer, uh, maybe the the clientele they they cater to, Mm -hmm. and yet they're all on this list. I find it fascinating. Yeah. There's what's interesting about this list is that there's not a ton of through lines, right? There's not a lot of consistencies besides these home improvement hardware stores, you know, so it's, it's helpful sometimes to look at each brand kind of one by one and try to understand why they need the list. You mentioned Whole Foods. 
Whole Foods has dedicated a lot of its time and energy into creating an online shopping experience. Um, you know, you pair that with Amazon, you have a very, very seamless interaction with its with its customers. You look at Dollar General. Dollar Generals are scattered across the country, and consumers tend to trust stores that have a physical presence. Dollar General, um, I feel like a lot of the dollar stores are often overlooked, um, but they're they're used by millions of folks, um, and they have some great scores on our Morning Consult brand intelligence, especially when it comes to community impact. Um, they are score very high in terms of how they give back to the community. And we've run the gamut here on talking about a lot of different aspects of this work. Uh, is there anything we haven't talked about? Any numbers, any ranking, anything that jumped out at you that we haven't touched on? Yeah, kind of starting this report is this is this trend line that I put in. And I went back and forth on deciding whether to include it. Um, it's a, an average of industry, industry trust for retailers um, and grocers. And the reason I went back and forth on including it is because it's almost a flat line. It's just straight across. And, you know, as someone that works within DataViz, you always want to present something that's compelling and interesting. But at the end of the day, I decided to include it because what it says to me is that, you know, the retail industry had a lot to balance in the last year. And it's emerging from that with no deterioration in consumer trust, showing that it really balanced high demand, low supply, and the needs of consumers who don't typically shop online. You know, we talked about that 13% to 24%. A lot of those folks aren't necessarily used to an online shopping experience. So the fact that there hasn't been any deterioration of trust I call that a net win for the industry. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.